0: Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Well, I wanted to start our time today with a little bit of congregational interaction, uh, if you can play along with me today. I'm going to ask you a few questions, a series of questions, and I actually want your response today. I I know I ask you sometimes some questions just for you to ponder, but today I'd like to hear from you. They're going to be A or B questions. So I'll I'll present a scenario, I'll give you option A or option B, and you tell me which one is better. Now, I I have to tell you, there is a right and a wrong answer, so just think very carefully when when you ponder these questions questions. Question number one. Again, there's going to be option A or or B. Which one is better? Uh, Let's imagine for a second that you are starting your first day on a new job, and you're you're getting kind of settled in. You're meeting with your boss and, and HR, and you're filling out some paperwork. And then in the midst of it, your boss asks you, Uh, an important question. She gives you two options. She says, all right, you have the choice now. Option A, you can have one week of vacation a year, or option B, you can have three weeks of vacation a year. Which one would you choose? A. A? Oh my goodness. I would choose B, right? B, more vacation, more better, right? Okay. Let's see if we can uh, follow a theme here. All right. So, Okay, now let's pretend that we're all going car shopping. So we're, we're look, we've been looking for a car, we've been doing our research online, and we, we've gone to all the dealers, and now we've narrowed it down to two cars. Now, all things being equal, they're almost exactly the same, except option A gets 10 miles per gallon, and option B gets 40 miles per gallon. Which one would you be choosing? Yeah. B, right? More miles per gallon, more better, right? All other things being equal, we want more mileage, more money in our pocket long-term. Now, final scenario. Let's imagine that we are having such an amazing celebration this morning. We want the party to continue, and and so we leave here this morning, and we all go to Portillo so we can celebrate over some chocolate cake shakes. (laughs) Because there's no way to, uh, better to celebrate than with a portillo. If you haven't had one, uh, maybe that's how you should celebrate today. No. Now, uh, let's imagine here, because I am the kind and generous pastor that I am, and because this is an imaginary scenario, let's say I'm picking up the tab for all of your chocolate cake shakes, and I give you the option. Option A is the junior kid-sized chocolate cake shake, or option B is the half-gallon extra-large chocolate cake shake. Which one are you choosing? B, right? More chocolate cake, more better. If you chose A, we need to talk after worship. Uh, no, more <laughs> shake, more better. More, in so many ways, is always better. You can't get too much of a good thing, as the saying goes. I, I think that in, in so much of life, we are always looking for, for more of something. Uh, the, the truth is, I, I think that some of us are here today because we are looking for for more we have a sense of, of longing for more there 's some hole in our life, something missing or something lacking that we could use more of and, and I say that because I, I know that there are some of you here today who could who could use a whole lot more of something in your life. I know that for some of you, this past year has been hard since last Easter. you have lost people you love you 've lost jobs that you needed you 've gotten words, diagnosis from a doctor that you hoped to never hear. And you're here today because you're hoping for more, more, more life, more, more health, more wholeness for, for someone that you care so deeply about. Uh, but maybe you're here today and that's not you because maybe you look at your life and you think, no, my life is actually going pretty okay. It's, it's, it's not perfect, but it could be a whole lot worse too. Maybe, maybe you would say that your life could be best described as normal uh, maybe that describes a lot of us here today. And, and yet, even for those of us for whom life is just okay, we could still use some more too, right? We could all use more joy in our life. We would never complain about that. We could always use a little more rest or peace for our souls because we are busy, tired people. Maybe you're here today, though, and, and life is going really great for you. And, and praise be to God if it is. Nothing Wrong with that. You, you know that you have received more things than you deserve, and, and yet I, w- I would guess that even on our best of days, we could still use more, right? Deep down inside, we, we have this need for more fulfillment from our lives, or, or maybe we have worked so hard to get where we're at today, and yet we look to the future and we think, okay, we need a little bit more direction for what's next, or we have this deep sense of, of, of needing more purpose to life. We realize there's something, there's got to be something bigger, something greater, greater purpose. I I think all of us recognize that there's something more to life that we need. And we've looked for more. We've tried to fill our lives with more in many different places. We've looked for more acceptance from Facebook or Instagram, the number of likes or hearts that we can get. We've looked for more joy from stuff. We, we tried to buy it for ourselves, or we have thought we found more joy in our paychecks. We've, we've looked for more peace or rest by taking more vacations, and we, we've looked for more in so many places, and yet what Easter reminds us of is that all of our more finds its fulfillment in Jesus. Jesus came, and Easter tells us that, that in Him, in Christ, we have so much more than we could ever imagine. Now, uh, needs to be said, I'm, I'm not talking about money or worldly success or, or fame or anything like that, but, but Jesus did come to bring you a life of more peace, more rest, more hope, more joy, more compassion and comfort, more love and more life. Than, than any of us deserve. And, and the truth is that Easter, the empty tomb, is the down payment, or, or we could say it is the, the proof of delivery, the signature confirmation that we have a life of more. I'll say that again. Easter is the proof of delivery, the signature confirmation that we have a life of more. And, and here's what I mean by that. Uh, throughout Jesus' life, And if you go back and read the Bible, especially the Gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that that tell the story of Jesus' earthly life, if you go read those, Jesus is always promising more or or doing things to people that point them towards a life of more. For example, he's he's healing people, he's taking away their disease, he's cleansing their skin, he's opening their eyes and, and letting them hear. He's pointing them to a a reality, an eternal reality of, of more, more healing, more wholeness. He's he's promising people throughout his earthly ministry in, in the talks that he gives, uh, he's promising them more justice. That one day he's going to right our wrongs and turn the world upside down so that good rises to the top. He's, he's promising us more forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness that doesn't come from some, following some arbitrary list of rules or, or from a life of obedience or from being a good boy or, or a good girl. But forgiveness that, that flows freely from faith. Jesus had so many promises of more. Uh, But there was one more, And, and the last promise that Jesus gave was the wildest, most outlandish, most unbelievable of all of the promises. And it was something he talked about frequently with his disciples. Jesus promised that one day he would die, that he would take our place, pay our price, receive our punishment, lift up our burdens, and go to the cross where he would be contemned and killed and stuck in a grave. And yet he promised that he wouldn't stay dead, that he would rise from the tomb and that he would live again. And that because he lived again, we would live again. And see, Easter Sunday, proves that Jesus can can be believed, that he has kept his word, that all of those other promises of more are also for you. If if Jesus was able to keep that most impossible of promises, that a dead man would rise, then we can believe that he did, in fact, come to bring more justice, more healing, and more forgiveness than we could ever imagine. Easter is the down payment. It is the proof of delivery, the, the signature confirmation that we do, in fact, have a life of more. And, and actually, that's what the angels were talking about in our first reading for today. If, if you flip in your bulletin to page two, that, that very first Easter story reading that I shared with you, you, you might remember how it goes, right? There were these disciples of Jesus, these devoted women who come to the tomb when everyone else is too afraid, but, but they show up because they are good and, and faithful women, and they come to the tomb to pay their respects and to show the body of Jesus honor and. And yet when they get there, nothing is as they expected it to be, right? The, the stone is rolled away, the tomb is empty, and Jesus isn't there. But, but there are these two men there, two men we know to be angels. And, and this is what the angels say to the women They say to the women, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again? They're reminding him that that Jesus has kept that promise of more, more life. Because he kept that most impossible of promises, we can believe that he truly has a life of more for us. That's what makes today, Easter Sunday, so different. It's, it's not just not just a day to get together with family and, and wear our fancy clothes and, and put on our smiles and celebrate spring. It's a little bit of all of that, but, but, but Easter changes things for us. It, it gives us so much more. What I'd like to do with the, the few moments I have left is to give you four concrete examples, four real-world examples of people I know that I've met for whom Easter means more, for whom Easter has changed everything. So the first person I want to uh, tell you about is a, a man that for, for today we'll call Joe. Uh, Joe is someone that I met while I was on my vicarage, my pastoral internship. And at that time and, and maybe today, as, as far as I know, Joe was homeless. Uh, it looked like Joe had a life of less. <laughs> uh, he didn't have very many things or stuff. Everything he had, he carried in a few bags. He, Uh, Had very little rest or peace because he would sleep on park benches and underneath bushes. He had very few friends because people were always pushing him out, telling him to get lost, go on, uh, find somewhere else to live. Joe seemed to have a life of of less, and yet for Joe, Easter changed everything. Now, don't get me wrong, Joe's life was hard, and I don't mean to diminish that at all, and it, it probably still is hard today, but... But Easter gave Joe a life of more. It gave him a treasure unlike any other, a treasure that he couldn't turn in to buy things at a store, but it was an eternal inheritance that would wait for him. Uh, Joe had a, a friend who sat behind, beside him on those park benches and laid next to him underneath those bushes. Joe was accepted and loved like, like no one else had accepted or loved him before. Easter changed things for him. He had a life, a life of more. Uh, the second person I want to tell you about is a relative of mine, uh, a woman that for today we'll call Mary. Uh, Mary lost her husband about six years ago. Not only her husband, but uh, her best friend too. Uh, her husband had died after a brief but, but really serious bout of lung cancer. Um, to, today, life is still difficult in many ways for, for Mary. Um, she still grieves. She still mourns. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure of that. I'm, stu- I'm sure there are still some late nights when she finds herself crying. And and yet, Easter changes things for her because today, Mary can have more peace than she ever imagined. She has the peace of knowing that her husband is now resting with Jesus and that the healing she prayed for is now his. He has been made whole once again. She has more hope than she could have ever imagined because she has the hope that because Jesus rose, so shall we, so will she, and she'll see her husband again. They will be reunited for all eternity and that relationship may look different but there will be an everlasting reunion. Mary has a life of more today. Uh, The third person I want to tell you about is a a young man I I got to meet a number of years ago and we'll call him Stephen. Uh, Stephen is seen as different in many ways uh, and it's for a simple reason. He was born with an extra chromosome. He has Down syndrome. And, and, and his parents are wonderful, and, and they give him a life of more. They support him in many wonderful ways, and, and yet life is still hard, as, as you can imagine, because other kids his age growing up didn't know how to handle him. It was always kind of awkward, and, and he was always kind of pushed out in small little ways. He, he didn't get to experience certain milestones that many of us get to experience in life, like, like getting your driver's license and uh, he, he didn't get to do the same kinds of things as, as people his age. And, and life going forward will still be difficult for him and, and for his parents. And yet, and yet he, ha, he too has a life of more. Because he is a God who accepts him just as he is. Extra chromosome or not, it doesn't matter. A God who doesn't see him as different, but as a distinct member of his diverse family. Uh, he has a life of more. The last example I, I want to give to you is someone that you all know really, really well uh, because it's you. Wherever you are uh, and whoever you are today, Jesus has more for you in light of Easter. If you're here today looking for more rest because you're worn out and weary, if you're here today looking for more joy because life has beaten you up, if you're here today looking for wholeness or, or healing, uh, life. Or love, if you long to be accepted and welcomed in by somebody or, or anybody, today your more is here. Easter is the proof of delivery, the signature confirmation that all of God's promises are yours. Your more cannot be bought in a store, so so don't even bother. It can't be earned or deserved, so just stop trying. It's not inside of you, waiting to be set free. So you can put down all the self-help books. No, it is yours freely. From Jesus. And so, having said that, let me give you one last encouragement today. And, and, and all of you, again, come here from different places. Some of you are, are weekly members here, praise be to God. Maybe for you, this is your first time setting foot in this church or any church in some time. The, the point is, it doesn't matter. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, my encouragement to you is to spend a little bit more time with Jesus. And not because you have some overbearing father who demands that you show up in his house on Sunday, but because you have a God who loves you so much, he longs to be with you, and the more you spend time you spend with him, the more he has to give you. He longs to hear you more in prayer. He, he wants you to read his word more, because he has more beautiful promises to tell you. He, he wants you to come and be a part of a family and, and to worship, to receive more and more of his gifts. The more you spend with him, the more good you will see he has for you. The more wonderful you will see life is with him. Thank you, Jesus, for the more we have in you. In his name, amen.